Hey there, sacred friend. You're listening to the Crystal Shaman Life Podcast, and I am your host, Lori A. Andress. This podcast is a place for you to press pause on the busyness of your day-to-day life and reconnect with your authentic self. It's a place to discover your voice of inner wisdom and to become the courageous creator of your adventurous, vibrant, and spirit-filled life. In each episode, we will get raw and real exploring how to bring crystal medicine, ancient spiritual practices, ceremony, ritual, and soulful travel into your everyday life. Grab a cup of tea, light a candle, get cozy, and let's dive in. Hey, hey, hello, my sacred friends. I am Lori Andros, and welcome to this episode of the Crystal Shaman Life Podcast. In this episode, we are opening up a series of episodes called the Soulful Traveler Series. Yes, in this series of three episodes, we're going to talk about different facets of how to step more, uh, more presently, more mindfully into uh, soulful travel. Now, I know that uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you already really enjoy getting out um, and creating relationship with Mother Earth. You probably are um, someone who goes out on a regular basis. Or maybe you're listening to this episode because you're really curious about how you can do that and some part of you feels a little uncomfortable or nervous or awkward about doing that. And you know what? Wherever you're at, um, I want to just invite you to just step back for a moment and let yourself approach this series through the lens of a beginner. And the reason I want to invite you to do that is because as we look at travel from the lens of um, really cultivating deep and intimate relationship and really getting to know the earth and finding some of those sacred spots that are like literally in our own backyard, um, we have we we have to let go of how we've been holding uh, the space around us, the our our judgments, our thoughts, our opinions, our ideas, our limitations of perspective regarding what is right around us. And sometimes we're not even aware of what our own limitations are until we actually step out of them. So for today, uh, as we open up this series, I want to just invite you to just open up your heart and begin to just listen to how Mother Earth wants to connect with you. How does she want to be in relationship with you? Right now in uh, Crystal Shaman School, we've been wrapping up the direction of the North, and the North is all about uh, the energy of the Earth mystic and creating relationship with Mother Earth. And so we've been really diving into how we do that in different ways. And this aspect of soulful travel has been a big part of um, a part of that uh, that direction and we've dove into you know some pretty specifics about you know how to uh, really open up and deepen that relationship um, but this one I really want to I want to the series here on on the podcast I really want to open the doorway to um, the idea that there are some incredibly sacred places, yes, incredibly sacred places, very near where you live. 
Now, you know, very often we're familiar with these, you know, big, high, um, highly recognizable places like Stonehenge, Sedona, Machu Picchu, the um, Egyptian pyramids. We're, we're familiar with them. We've heard about them. We've talked about them with other people, you know, and there are places that you've probably felt like someday I want to go there. Like uh, one of my places that I always was really wanting to go to was uh, to walk the Camino de Santiago in Spain. Um, it's some place that has been in on my mind and in my heart for many, many, many years. And um, and it's it's just, you know, like it's for me, that was just like one of those really, really yummy places. Well, I haven't quite done that one yet, but I learned something through my desire to go there, through my desire to go and hike that trail. I learned that there are places in my own local area that reflect that energy, that also have an essence that's similar, that can be deeply meaningful, incredibly powerful, and wildly transformational. But I just need to open my eyes, shift my lens, and allow myself to actually receive my local landscape. So just drop in and think about your local area, wherever you live. What do you love about it? Maybe you live near family and friends. Maybe um, you live near uh, a, a great waterway or there's some mountains or um, desert and you just love the desert. Or uh, maybe you're near the ocean or, you know, the, the, um, the you know, like let yourself just kind of drop into the local landscape. What do you love about it? What lights you up? What types of plants and animals are abundant in your area? And, um, and what do you like? Yeah, just what aspects are really amazing? What aspects do you find amazing about your space? So like, say, for example, I was going to be coming to visit your area. What places would you tell me to go visit? What parts of your area would you tell me to go visit? Hmm. So as you're thinking about this, I want to invite you to think about something else. What about the part of you that's going, ooh, it's not very exciting here. There's not much to do. Or I don't really like my local landscape or I just am not really getting into it. I'd really rather be living someplace else. Drop into that part. Let yourself just think about that for a moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to just kind of share a bit of a story as you're as you're doing that. It's a little little Lori story time here. <laughs> I want to acknowledge that prior to my my journey into shamanism, that is exactly how I felt about living in Northeast Wisconsin. I was not particularly interested in being here. I really, really love the Pacific Northwest area. I love the landscape over there. Um, there's something, even though I, I'm not a particularly big fan of rain, I like the amount of moisture and um, the freshness and you know the abundant growth of greenery and stuff like that. I like uh, the, the uh, not the really harsh winters. There's so much over in that kind of Pacific Northwest that really is appealing 
appealing to me. And so I had always kind of pictured I would move there. And then, um, and what was happening, which I didn't know, was that by really, you know, kind of pining over this other place, pining over this other location, um, I was missing out on what is available here. And after my first trip to Peru, I began to realize that um, I never really, even though I grew up here, even though I grew up in the country, I never really created relationship. Of course, I had favorite places, I had favorite beaches, favorite campgrounds, you know, all those kinds of things. But but relationship, like true, true relationship. I had never created that. And so I began approaching my time in nature a little bit differently. And I began becoming familiar with what is around here. What is in my local area? What is here to celebrate, as DeWitt Jones says in uh, his uh, TED Talk, um, celebrate what's right with life. If you haven't seen that, go check it out. It's really fantastic. What's here to celebrate? I just love that phrase. So, um, So anyway, I... Oh gosh, I began to let myself begin to shift my own lens, begin to shift my own perspective here. And I began getting out and finding trails. And um, sometimes, you know, I went alone. Sometimes I brought someone with me um, and would get out and hike and find places where I felt comfortable, where I felt safe, where I felt um, where I was intrigued, where energy was unique. Well, one year, and this was right around the time when I was really strongly thinking about the Camino and really feeling the pull of the Camino, I, it was mid-January and we had this string of unusually warm days. And you know, this happens every once in a while in Wisconsin, January, which is typically the coldest time of the year. Every once in a while, we get a string of 40 to 50 degree days, which is incredibly warm. And I decided to set out on some hikes and I picked up a new trail. Now the trail I went to, um, my husband and I had been there before, but we ne- but there's um, there's like a main trail and then there are these back trails. And we, we've only really been on the main trail and we never made it to the back trail because every time we tried to go, it would be incredibly mosquito-y to the point where we just didn't want to mess around with the with that trail. And um, so we, I had kind of dismissed it as a place to go. But here it is, dead winter, there's no mosquitoes. So I went out and I started hiking this trail. And I can remember so distinctly, I was on the phone <laughs> as I was hiking with a dear friend of mine. And I'm, I'm walking this trail and walking, 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 walking. And all of a sudden, I felt this like energy shift within myself. And I didn't feel like I was in Green Bay, Wisconsin anymore. Suddenly, I felt like I had been transported to northern Spain and I was walking the Camino. And, um, and I kept walking and kept walking and kept walking. And then I came across a chapel. There was a chapel on this trail. And um, it was a chapel to St. Anthony. And so I stopped in and, you know, there's some history around the chapel and all this fun stuff. And there's a little shrine to Mary. And 
I began to realize that this there's something really special about this trail. There's really something unique here. And I began to attune to the landscape there and get to know it totally left me in awe. This place was amazing. And seriously, it was like literally, you know, in not in my backyard, but you know, like five miles away and easy to access and open all the time and, um, and a beautiful and safe place to be. Um, so it became one of my regular places and it became the place that I felt like to me connected me with the energy of the Camino de Santiago. Um, so I felt like I was bridging between uh, there and here and really getting to know the landscape here, but also gaining a sense surprisingly, of understanding of that place as well. Kind of a weird thing. All right. So I won't get into much more into too much more detail around that, but but I want to share I wanted to share that story because very often there are places in our local area that are energetically in some way or another um, reminiscent of connected to um uh, that that align with the energy of some of these other places that maybe our minds, our hearts have been wandering to. And when we start talking about soulful traveler traveling and we talk about pilgrimage and we talk about sacred getaways, um, it's really important to acknowledge that sometimes those travels don't require us to get up and you know fly cross country or fly to the other side of the world. They actually require us to get to to know the places in our local area. So how the first thing that we're going to talk about uh, in this series is just that. It is picking a location. Okay, so last week in, um, in, in last week's episode, I shared with you that uh, I, I kind of let out the, the surprise uh, that Chris and I are headed up to Lake Superior, that that's where we are um, heading for our kind of summer vacation, our summer soulful travel and uh, sacred escape. And as we, you know, we're heading up there, um, on my end, I'm planning different sacred practices, different rituals, different um, like ideas of things that I want to like bring along. What materials do I want to bring along, and stuff like that. So in next week, well, next week's episode, we'll talk about some of those details. Like, how do you plan? How do you actually go about some of this preparation and planning and stuff like that? And then in the third episode, we'll talk about um, what, like, what do you do when you actually get there? How can you? What are some things that you can do to deepen the experience of being in that environment? Yeah, very often I find that people just, you know, are very curious. I get a lot of really great questions about so I'm in the sacred spot now what do I do just like hang out here or what um, and you know that's totally legit question because uh, I don't know that we've really been taught how to connect with nature or how to build that relationship so that's what this third episode will be about we'll we'll dive into some of that stuff but let's you know just kind of back up and drop into this picking a location you know very often we we casually hear about different places in our local area from people um, people talk about them and uh, you know where they're going what they're doing and you know I think one of the the places that I often look 
first is where are the state parks in my area? So, you know, in Canada, it's the provincial parks and, um, you know, where, whatever your uh, your home country is, you know, what are the the places, the the landscapes that have been, you know, set aside and are preserved? Where are some of those places? Um, here in, you know, Wisconsin, we have county parks, we have state parks, and then, um, we have some nationally protected lands. And uh, all three of those are really fantastic options. And then in addition to that, there are other places that are just, you know, um, oh gosh, like uh, the local university has some incredible trails on it. Um, the Riverside, there's an old rail trail that is really amazing. And um, now I'm talking a lot about trails because for me, that's that's kind of a big part of my, my relationship with uh, getting out and knowing the earth and experiencing it. For you, you need to find out what is your um, natural way to do that. What is your way to experience being in nature? What's going to feel natural and aligned for you? Is it to um, to be able to park and walk just a short distance and enjoy a space? Is it um, is it that you want to get out and lost in wilderness? Is it that you want to uh, that you you yourself want to go camping and you want to just spend you know several days in a park where there's other people around or you want to go off completely on your own those are things you need to kind of figure out for yourself and feel into what's right and you know i think for me um well chris chris and i you know our 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 outings have been kind of defined by uh, what works for both of us when we look at some of these bigger trips and our method for traveling has been defined by that. Like we love to camp. Chris um, really enjoys having a camper. He enjoys having his own bathroom and shower and stuff like that. For me, I tend to be a little bit more indifferent about it. I'm good with just packing a car and literally sleeping or packing the Jeep and sleeping in the back of the Jeep. Um, but he has a, he has different things that he needs. And so um, when we go camping, we go camping and we go camping together and we go on an outing together, you know, we find that middle place. Where is that middle place for both of us? Where is the balance between being completely remote and um, and being also yet connected. So there's there's kind of a dance that we do and we figured that out and we continue to figure it out. And so for you, I wanna invite you to, um, to be a little bit creative, to think outside of what is normal for you, what feels uh, easy, push your edge just a little bit, push your comfort edge in a way that challenges you to expand um, the type of outing that you would you would typically do. So if you're someone who um, you know tends to hang out at home or tends to uh, enjoy cafes and you know uh, being in, in like urban settings, try going out to uh, a park that's just outside of that urban setting. Try expanding whatever your comfort zone is. Just try expanding it just a wee bit. Be gentle with yourself. Have fun. Do a little research and uh, enjoy. Okay, so this uh, picking a location um, and answering the call. Okay, so this is kind of, you know, this whole idea of uh, picking a location. Often for me, it comes down to answering a call. I tend to feel 
um, I, I, I call it being called. I tend to feel called to a specific place. But you could look at that differently. You could say um, that some place has piqued my curiosity, some place has deeply intrigued me. Um, I want to explore. Um, you know, I like change. You know, you can look at it a lot of different ways. <laughs> but ultimately, what I've come to know is that um, when a place piques my curiosity, when I feel the call of a specific place, there's usually a reason. And um, it has medicine for me. It has, you know, uh, it wants to create relationship and it, it wants to support me in understanding some deeper aspect of myself. So if you're thinking to yourself, well, gosh, I won't even, I don't even know where to begin to, uh, figure out some of the places around me, or I, I don't have any interest in any place around me. That's cool. That's okay. That's a great place to start. And I'm going to encourage you to just get online and start doing a little research. Start digging in and asking questions. Um, Google, you know, you can Google uh, state local state parks, um, great places to go for a hike, great picnic spots, uh, best place for sunset. Those are all really great ways to kind of look at what's around me and what uh, what are the places that people are visiting where do they where do they hang out what's what's being um, known what what do people know about this area for me a lot of one of the things that comes up and this comes up with Chris too um, we love to go places where we can go rock picking so we dig into different um, rock pickers groups so like facebook groups um i'll i dig into where are people picking rocks around you know for example we're going up to lake superior where are they picking rocks around lake superior where is it um where are some of the places that they they you know enjoy finding things um i also will like look at you know some of the local like hiking groups and what are people doing there um someone recently about a year ago added me into a facebook group that was all of, it was a whole group of people in this area who are women and nature lovers. And that I, was such a fun, um, fun group to be added into because it just felt aligned. It felt like uh, the right thing to do. And this group gets together, um, you know, there's probably 150 people, maybe even more at this point um, in this group. And they get, they post, you know, different gatherings to go for a hike together, um, get out and experience. You know, if you're feeling nervous or uncomfortable, try to do your outings, plan your outings or pick your location um, in ways that will make that uh, create an element of comfort for you as well. Get to know where people are going. Where do they go? Um, the other thing is that that you can look into is, um, and I don't I don't talk about this one quite as often, but we'll just touch on it lightly here. Um, where are some of the historic churches? Um, or uh, like sites where like maybe a particular religion has uh, acknowledged it as a, as a holy site um, in your area. So for example, 
this is kind of a little secret that um, isn't super, super widely published, but uh, well, yeah, it probably is, And I, but I probably just didn't know it. Um, down in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the chapel that Joan of Arc used to pray in is actually on the campus at Marquette University. Pretty cool. So that to me would be like, that would be a location that I would go and take a day trip to. Or um, here in Northeast Wisconsin, there's a spot where back in ooh, maybe the early 1800s, um, a young woman had a vision of Mary. There was, um, and it has been uh, verified or you know accepted by the Roman Catholic Church um, as an actual event. As and it's been acknowledged as a miracle, and there have been several miracles and um, experiences that have unfolded there. Now, a little, little bit more of a tangent with this one. Um, when I was a little girl, my, my parents would take us to different sacred you know, places that were uh, regarded as sacred sites uh, through the Catholic Church. We'd go to little chapels and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> right away when I was talking about um, the uh, trail where I found the little chapel, um, already, you know, there's, there's a chapel thing that I really enjoy about um, sacred sites. And uh, part of the reason I enjoy visiting chapels is because chapels have often been, or churches, um, big cathedrals and such, uh, are often built in locations where um, where people have been coming anyway. So um, this was one of the really great strategies that uh, Catholic Church used for conversion. Um, was to build a church where people were already gathering to to pray, to honor, to celebrate in spiritual ways. And it eased that uh, transition. So, you know, there's a lot of ways of looking at that. We won't get into all the dynamics because <laughs> because there's a lot there. But but um, but from my perspective, I feel like those are places where very often, not always, um, there's a there's a different type of energy if we allow ourselves to open up and tune into the actual earth in that place and tune into some of the ancient lineage, uh, ancient energy within those spaces. Ah, always being mindful, always being reflect respectful of the um, the spiritual like origin, you know, of what is happening there and what's unfolding. Okay, so with that, um, yeah, so my tips ultimately on you know planning this like on planning is picking a location getting familiar with how how much time is it going to require of you what types of what type of trip are you looking to take are you looking to go on a big pilgrimage well then you're going to plan it a little bit differently right so when we get into that planning thing you know you'll you'll th look at that a little bit differently but when you're um just looking for like a day trip or a, a getting to know on a regular basis like some place you can visit regularly um, those are those tend to be closer to home and we get to begin to create this relationship so our picking of location 
often that has a lot to do with our, our time, our budget, our, you know, um, what we're looking to experience, the type of thing we're trying to experience. But I want to invite you to really um, kind of look at your schedule and go, okay, I can take this Saturday, you know, in July, and I'm going to go someplace and just make a super yummy day where I am fully immersed in nature. I am fully experiencing this sacred place and I'm just having a magical day. And then plan from there. Plan how long you want to be there, plan how far away it is, all of those fun details. All right, have a blast getting to know what's around your area. And uh, I look forward to connecting with you again next week as we dive into the next part of this series where we talk about preparation. Yeah, I'm going to be sharing five bits about preparation and uh, super excited about that. All right, my sacred friend, I wish you an absolutely beautiful day and in wishing you lots of joy as you plan your soulful travels. Hey, sacred friend, thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Crystal Shaman Life. If you like what you heard and you'd love to hear more, subscribe to our station through iTunes. And you can help others find our station by giving us a couple stars, a favorable review, and sharing with your friends. I wish you a beautiful day. Shine brightly.